Hey, welcome to Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, the loneliness guy. Today, we're going to have a great chat with Alexander Gerard from the Proud to Be Out podcast about owning our coming out stories. Say hi, Alexander. Hi. Hi, Phil. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Not at all. Before we get going, I just need to say that this podcast is all about destigmatizing loneliness and promoting authentic connection for gay men globally. It contains content relating to the, min- to the mental, emotional, and physical well-being of gay men. If that's going to offend you or anyone in earshot, now's the time for you to move on. Well, now that I've said that, how about you and Alexander go and get us a table and I'll go get the coffees sorted. Here we go. If this is the first time you've connected over coffee with me, welcome. I recognize that you may have just taken a big step in engaging with the thoughts and feelings of loneliness and being a gay man. I'm really proud of you. Let's have a kind and honest conversation about how powerful our uh, being authentic is in being a gay man. So I can think of no one better than Alexander Gerard from The Awesome proud to be out podcast and listener if i'm being completely honest i'm having a complete fanboy moment i love alexander's work so without wanting to make alexander feel any more uncomfortable alexander welcome (laughs) thank you phil phil i'm i'm actually very honored to be on your podcast and be a guest of your show and yeah let's have a great conversation about about your authenticity and about about your identity and, uh, and, and how you can, um, yeah, how you become yourself through those years of struggling and, and, and denying who you really are. So I yeah. think that's really powerful to talk about. Thank you for, for that. No, no, you're, you're absolutely welcome. And it is, uh, I think you've, you've hit the, the nail right on the head there, Alexander. There is such power in all of our coming out stories and they are as wildly unique and beautiful as we all are um, uh, as gay men but one of the things that I I really want to get um, and and have a chat with you and look if I'm being if I'm being really honest um, I think we could have. I think we've had the great chat before pressing record, um, and but now you know we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can have another chat um, that that you know solves the problems of the world. Uh, you know now that I've pressed record on this. But Alexander, you've recently started the Proud to Be Out podcast. Tell us about that. Tell us about you and your work. Um, well, my name uh, is Alexander Gerard. I am 31 years old. I'm from the Netherlands and I currently live in Amsterdam. And um, I've been working as a salesman for over 10 years now. Uh, a job I really liked, but which was not fulfilling for me um, in the end. And I am a proudly gay man. I am openly gay. I am supported by my family, by my friends. 
and actually um, it is for me it was really easy because I never been discriminated not what I heard of or what I experienced but I realized that I am very lucky because not everybody experience a good coming out or a, um, uh, a process where you can define yourself good and that's the reason why I started a few months ago proud to be out um, a podcast which is designed for particularly um, a gay man in their 30s because I experienced uh, a few years ago extreme loneliness although I have my friends and family around me mm -hmm. um, I had challenges in my life by being gay or by um, um, being lonely because when you're young you you make a uh, expectation for yourself for your family but especially for yourself that when you grow up you will marry you get a wife you get children you get a house you get a dog and it will be a fairy tale story um, and then it turns out that you're gay and it's not that easy to to build up a a life um, with a partner or with children and um, what I found is that there are a lot of podcasts out there for gay men but the mo most of those podcasts are about pride, about partying, about um, talking about hookups, like the stereotyped stuff mm -hmm. around gay men mm. and um, I think there's a lot out there for for the younger gay men who are still struggling with their coming out, how to come out. But I think it is important to address also the challenges of gay men in their 30s when they are already out for like 10 or 15 or 20 years sometimes. Um, also, these men face challenges and I think it is really important to have a platform for this group of men to support them and to help them overcome their issues and challenges. Uh, you just caught me mid sip of uh, of my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, I did. Cup of tea there. But that, yeah. Yeah, in an odd odd moment of, of quiet for me. Um, that that to me right there is just so powerful, and one of the the reasons why I'm such a huge fan of your work, because coming out is the start of the the, the 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 life experience of being a gay man and that is so formative to how we engage with elements i was going to say so much of ourselves but elements of ourselves and you know i i, I really want to explore the the you know the like a few questions over the next little while about coming out having a good coming out as uh, as opposed to having a a bad coming out experience um of, of being outed before we're ready and and the fear and the fear that that um that can create in us uh of being outed before we're ready of being um and and how we carry on 
coming out all through life. Um, yeah. And something you don't realize when you're uh, when you're still in the closet or you come out and you 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 told everybody, then you realize, oh well, this is what happens my my whole life because I'm going to meet new people yeah. in my life. Yeah. 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 So before before we get too far down that road, I want to go back. Uh, and you said that you came out uh, and you know in in your your twenties, um, and yeah. you felt accepted by friends, by your family, and and stuff. How 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 did you come out? Um. Actually, it took me a while. I was 23 when I... Actually, it went step by step. I didn't uh, invite all my friends and family in one room and then I, <laughs> I got on stage and told everybody, I'm gay. Yep. No, it didn't went like that. Um, it was step by step where I... When I was 19, I was traveling through Australia, uh, the beautiful country of Australia. Isn't it? And I remember... I, and Australians. Yeah, it is amazing. And Australians are just uh, the best people. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely, absolutely. People. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is so really down to earth, so friendly and, and laid back. I, I love it. And I kept the saying, no worries. I use it like every day because I love it. Just no worries. It's it's I, all good. I, I do want to interrupt you there, but uh, listeners of the podcast will like listen uh, episode seven to Sophia Cocares, and she says no worries all the time. Uh, and <laughs> so I'm so glad that no worries is uh, being exported from Australia to the rest of the world. Yeah. So please, thank yeah. you, thank you on behalf of a great <laughs> of a grateful nation. Oh, you're welcome. For, I love it. I love it uh, for continuing that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, back then. I was in Perth with my friend, and it was for me. Um, it was hard to define if I was gay or bisexual or heterosexual with a by curi curiosity or something, because um, I, I, when in my teenage years, I felt that I got attracted to men, but I kept falling in love with girls like over my ears like maybe that's that saying literally translate i every time i fell in love with a girl and and i was dreaming about her and fantasizing about her but on the other side i liked and got attracted to men so that was really confusing to me and sometimes this feeling was more um I felt it more than other times and then I was in Perth and that feeling came up mm. and I was surrounded by great friends. I met in Australia and I was already traveling with my friend for a few months, like for 24 hours we were together and then I, I know that I was sitting there on that picnic table and it was like I have to tell her because I had the urge to tell someone what I was feeling and i knew she had an uncle who was gay and she told about him and she was openly like my uncle is gay and his boyfriend is amazing and i love these men and blah 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 and i was like okay i maybe can feel comfortable with her so then i was sitting there and it was like uh, uh, no mm -hmm. take a deep breath take a deep breath i want to tell you something okay please tell me okay uh, it took me like 10 minutes before i finally said 
I might be bisexual. <laughs> so it was like a tiny bit of my true self, which yeah. came out and she look, was looking at me like, okay, that's all. That's totally fine with me. And I told her, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. And then a few days later, she said, I told my mom that you came out and I'm so proud of you. And then my, I was like, no, why did you tell your mom? Now the whole world will know. But her mother didn't even know me. So yeah. <laughs> but I was so like, ooh, I don't want that anyone can hear it or whatever. Um, and that was the beginning. That was when I was 19. And from my 19th years, when I was 19 year old till my 20th, so it took a couple of years uh, I fell in love with girls again um, but I think when I was 23 um, my um, I was planning to go to Los Angeles for my internship everything was settled everything was organized and arranged and a week before I was on a chat site called Bull Chat. I don't know if it's out there but it like it's for for gays who are in the closet or you don't have to show your picture and i was chatting with a, another guy from another city and then i wanted to see his face and he wanted to see my face so we we turned on our cameras um and i saw a very handsome guy and i was like oh my god he's so handsome i want to meet him so that evening um i went with my friends i planned with my friends already actually to to go out in the city he wo he was living in so i secretly made a date with him and i said like we will meet each other at eight and i told my friends who were planning to go there at nine i said to them i will come later don't wait for me i will be there 9 30 10 ish so i had time enough and i didn't have to tell them what i was doing so i went there i met the guy and i saw him and i felt deeply in love and I'm like wow I did, never felt something like that mm. and that was the moment I finally realized that I really was bisexual that time and now I know I'm gay but that was the time um, it, it, I, I had to go to my parents and tell them before I went to Los Angeles for 10 months that I was gay and I think that's the for me official moment that I came out yeah but my friends already knew because during those years one by one I told them when I was ready for it and they were also supportive and all so proud of me that I came out of the closet and um, and be honest with myself and with them no. there's there's something so tremendously inspiring um and um when we hear uh, a coming out story because yeah. you know what what took a few minutes for you there to share alexander actually you know was you know sums up years of internal struggle uh, and, you know, looking at it, you know, little less than 10 years, you know, in, in, in the future, well, sorry, getting my tenses right there, but, you know, you're looking at it, you know, retrospectively less than 10 years ago that all this happened. 
um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's still it's so, still with you. It's still with you. And did yeah. and and you you said that you know one by one you know you you came out to yeah. to friends and you know that they have uh, have accepted you. Did you ever have a an instance where you came out and were not accepted? It sounds very boring, but actually no. <laughs> um, why is that? Why is that boring? No, I, I'm very happy that I never experienced this. Or yes, I did actually. Now I remember. I was in, um, um, yeah, I know, I was in Los Angeles and we were working with um, with a group of interns and we went to Las Vegas for a show we had to organize and I was in a van with three other, no, four others and one of them was Dutch and she was Susan and I was talking about the guy I met before I went to Los Angeles like all the time and she knew I was crazy in love with him fine with it and she was a friend of mine uh, and there were two others who knew I was I was that time bisexual and um, they were supporting me as well and then I was sitting in the van and we drove to Las Vegas and I was sitting next to a guy um, and he said um, guys are you okay with not talking openly about his gay stuff because I don't want to hear it. Everybody was like, what? And Susan, I remember she said, what are you saying right now? And he said, like, yeah, I don't want to hear this stuff because if he's gay, that's his, his uh, issue. But I think it's just not okay to be gay. And I was looking like him and I was laughing. I was like, you're making a joke, right? And then I didn't feel embarrassed or I didn't feel discriminated or I felt I had negative emotions. I just looked at him and I was like feeling sorry for him that he was not developed as he should be in 2013 that time. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only thing I experienced like and I'm sure people are talking behind my back course but i don't hear it and i'm okay with that yeah yeah that's yeah that that you're right reflecting on i mean we we come at life uh be we gay straight male female you know whatever uh you know as a human we we always approach situations uh as a result of our experience and our our values um and i i understand i understand that you know being gay is not you know accepted for everyone for a variety of reasons but when 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 it you know when it turns beyond the theory uh, into the lived reality of the person sitting right next to you on the bus, and yeah. you know, like you, 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 the listener, you know, couldn't couldn't see you then, but you you just generally had a very quizzical, curious look on your face, even in retelling the story. You know, how could you be? How could you? How yeah. could you? Like you know, you're 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 the first person that I've thought of. 
yeah. uh, that, that I've encountered that, that's had that, that response. Yeah, but, but I think that's also because I never experienced negative reactions. And I, I got so supported by my surroundings. And I think I'm very lucky that I've been raised, born and raised in the Netherlands, which is a very, um, um, how do you say that, open-minded country? Yeah, yeah or, very progressive. Yeah. yeah, it is. And of course, there are groups in our country as well um, who are against uh, uh, gay rights or about being gay. But these groups of people are not educated well or... Um, developed well and that's that's their loss only it is uh it is important that we do not have troubles or get in violent situations with them yeah um yeah so i think back to the story that because i was i am um uh i'm my self-esteem is not very low of course i have doubts about some things and especially that time but because of that in com in combination with the supportive background i got and never experienced something like this i stood above it or something it was like not real for me i thought he's making a joke because i cannot imagine that when you're working in media and entertainment uh, yeah. introduction with like everybody is gay <laughs> like most of people are gay like i was like huh yeah how can you think like that and uh, i had conversations with him after um about it um but well it was his opinion and his his way of thinking and i i i'm wondering if i will talk to him now how he will how he will respond or how how he will think and maybe He's gay now as well, but because sometimes these guys are still somewhere mm. And, mm. and figuring out their own issues at that moment. Yeah, and and that goes that goes that goes to the uh, to to projection. Uh, we project onto others that which we fear the most about ourselves. Yeah, and so yeah. you know it, that 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 rings true for bullies at school. Uh, you know, they, they, they give you shit for something that they feel deeply insecure about themselves. Um, and, yeah. and it's only, again, with hindsight, looking bad at retrospectively, that you get to put that in appreciation. And, but at the time, the torment that we experience being bullied at school uh, is, you know, is, is horrible. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's only only retrospectively do we go. Oh, actually, now I feel like, you know, perhaps with a lot of internal growth and and things, you know, I feel like going and giving them a hug and saying that it's okay. You know, you don't need to go. To, you don't need to go through life like a cactus. You know, trying to protect no. yourself by being horrible to everything around you. Um, no. You know, you're you're deeply hurt and stuff. But you know, that's that's yeah. the wisdom of the thirty and forty year old, right? Um, who, who <laughs> yeah. not not the the wisdom of the teen who's who's struggling. No, and the, and that's when I look back at my life. I was bullied in school, but not because I was gay, but because I was different. Yeah, and um, I was in primary school, so I was like 10, 11 years old, and I was very. Uh, it was very hard because you try to connect. You try to connect with others. You want to have friends. You want to 
be loved and if you are not loved or connected or you can't make friends that's really hard and that time um sometimes i i think back of that time and i would would have loved to have a conversation with myself as a teen, 10 year old yeah. boy like get get your shoulders under it it will be all fine and you will meet new people who will love you and support you and just go through it and you will come out more much stronger than you think you are and but that's experience that's life that yeah. you have yeah. to go through it and and i think now when you look back at it you it made me the the the, the man i am today in some way so it wasn't a fun time but it, it helped me grow and develop myself and i think that's why i'm Today, I, I do not care that much about what other people think about me when they're not close to me or related. So how, how did you experience that for yourself? Like, um, did you ever had negative reactions on your, on your being or on your, 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 your sexuality or authenticity? Yeah, yeah. Um overwhelmingly it's been positive um but my yeah my my coming out came at a cost um and i struggled within myself uh you know denying the the thoughts the feelings the 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 attraction um uh i guess you know i became aware of it uh you know, again, looking looking back, looking retrospectively, when I was about fourteen, and as I said on on, on the on on the the chat that we had on your podcast a few weeks ago, and listener, if you haven't listened to it, I'll put a link to um, to that episode on Spotify um, in the episode description. It was an amazing chat. It was absolutely. So gasmic. I was like, I, I had to go and have a lie down. I was like, I, I was so hyped up after it. But yeah, I loved it as well. <laughs> and, and, and I recall sharing with you there, Alexander, and with your listeners that, um, you know, I, uh, this is, I was 14 years old. It was the early 90s. I went to um, a Catholic school uh, outside of Melbourne and uh i was a boarder there so i i lived uh about four hours drive away from from where i went to school and the boarding part was all guys at that at that that uh at that time and so you know it was a an enormous australian rules football school very famous uh for churning out people who then went on to play uh, australian rules football uh and become you know you know very very famous in australia but world famous in australia um and uh and so and i was not i was not the sporty kid i was not like the the what we would call footy heads i was not a footy head um and you know i didn't actually really care for it uh and you know i I didn't fit in um or feel like i fitted in but it was around 14 when i started to notice that you know, I, I started to, you know, have these these thoughts and feelings, um, and of you know being attracted to, to other guys, and that was just like, no, nah, 
nah, nah, you know, this was not a safe space. Uh, and, you know, when you, I wouldn't, wouldn't call my upbringing like um, uh, hardcore Catholic um and and you know go to mass every day and twice on sundays not at all but it was just everywhere around you um and there were no i can't recall any overt um messages received religiously but uh, about you know about being gay sodomy whatever being wrong um but there were lots of messages about um, you know the value of family, and you know that that you know, and and family is in a nuclear family. And then you know, when you do have kids, you raise them Catholic, uh, and you send them to schools like this, so you know that the cycle cycle completes. But you know, sort of swimming in that cultural soup, that cultural pool, you you take on like the like what you what you're surrounded with, and the messages that you get, and. You know, went to university and had uh, a few uh, experiences with with guys, and you know, I just remember feeling absolutely like racked with shame. Like I'm wrong. I'm a bad human. Like why can't I be like everyone else? Why you know? Why you know? Why? And of course, you don't like you like I didn't tell anyone. Of, like because I was so felt that I was so broken um and then you know I had some girlfriends and and things but uh and then you know finished university moved to Canberra and I remember like you know in in um in Canberra starting a proper job with with the government that I'm like oh maybe maybe it's now time to come out there were there were people like other gay men around me sort of a little older than me who were you know, we'd go up to Sydney for, for parties and Mardi Gras and, and things like that. And I thought, okay, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then I met a wonderful woman uh, and fell in love. Uh, and, you know, we um, went to live in Venezuela together. Um, and then, yeah, and then, you know, we got married. Uh, and it was amazing. And, and so we, we were together until last year for 20, just shy of 20 years. Uh, and That's so, yeah, right. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and they, they were the time that we were together, like, you know, 16 and a half years of those 20, nearly 20 years were, were being married. Two kids, um, lived in lots of different places, you know mortgages you know the whole suburban catastrophe what you described except we didn't have a dog um and you know it was um it was really like oh i i was happy i look back at those times and still like going wow this this is like you know so fortunate to to experience it to experience it i was loved i loved um, and you know my children are just like the 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 you know the the joys of my life as frustrating as they are I can say that because I'm pretty sure that they will never that they will never listen to this um, but uh, but boys if you are listening hi and go do your homework but oh well but maybe because what how old are they now yeah they're 13 they're 30 yeah uh, that's I think that's an, an age 
where you do want, don't want to be related with your parents or you don't <laughs> want to listen to them. But I'm sure they will listen to you when they're older or when they when they they start to know what you've been through and who they, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Well, it's it's not interesting. Now or later they will. It's interesting. I, I would actually say now. Um, and so Almost a year ago to the day, my uh, then wife and I decided to separate. And it was awful. It was awful. Like, I just felt like... And I came out to her uh, a few years earlier saying that, you know, I, I you know, was um, had a, had a same-sex attraction and, um, and, you know, not really quite sure what this means and stuff. And, you know, our relationship actually got stronger because of it. Um, that, you know, I was showing up more as myself. I didn't have to worry about a look um, uh, or that, you know, I was looking at gay porn or whatever and being caught uh, and, you know, that, that uh, like a merest look or a, like a, a, a hand gesture or, you know, a, 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 like it was exhausting. It was absolutely exhausting sort of keeping keeping the the image uh of being straight but how did you succeed in that because you are somehow are not uh expressing your real identity because you have your your thoughts you have your feelings how did you do that for for 20 years well almost almost 30 thank you for for shaving 10 years off my age um but yeah, it, it no, was. No, I mean, I mean, like twenty years within that, the relationship. That, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, we. I think everyone listening, you, me, the listener, all can appreciate how good we are at acting, how good we can become at acting, and I don't want to like. I really don't want to uh, dismiss the experience of, you know, being in an absolutely wonderful, joyous, you know, still a relationship with another human, but, you know, with a fantastic woman um, and and having, you know, experiencing life with her uh, for 20 years. I don't want to dismiss that at all. It's, um, but all humans, all humans are awesome at wearing masks. And we are awesome at playing a role. We are like just, and and that that role starts, you know, when we are teenagers and we are desperately trying to fit in. We edit ourselves, etc., to then fit in. And then I had a job, like I worked for the Australian government. I still work for the Australian government. I'm just not doing it at the moment. But. Um, you know, representing Australia as a diplomat overseas, and I write extensively on this at the Lonely Diplomat and, and in the Lonely Diplomat podcast. But when you are a diplomat representing Australia, you are, or, or any country, you know, if you are a Dutch Dutch diplomat, um, you know, I look at you and go Dutch, uh, and think, okay, what are the what's the Dutch government's policies on this, that, and the other thing? Uh, what are my government's policies on this, that, and the other thing? You interact with the people in your lives through that filter of being your country. And you are always your country. And when you live the life of a diplomat, whether you're the posted diplomat 
like the person who goes to work in the embassy or whether you're um, an accompanying spouse or the child, that you, you have to step into the role of representing your country, much like the prime minister, much like, you know, um, any other sort of uh, uh, publicly recognisable Australian. So, you know, Hugh Jackman or whatever. Like you, you are, you are always on and you end up putting yourself second, third, fourth, whatever in the chain of priorities. Um, and as a result, like over time, you completely lose yourself, can completely lose yourself, um, can slash do completely lose yourself because you get lost in the role and any weakness. Um, so, you know, if you are, you know, experimenting with your sexuality if you are in an unhappy relationship and you know potentially have an extramarital affair if you i don't know have a drinking problem if you have a gambling problem if you're you know um jerking off to um to to porn um or whatever that's all interesting to other governments because it can be used against you to um to to be uh, to, to get to what you do at work. And so, you know, all the time. And I was a world-class actor. Only that I wasn't, I wasn't acting. Like, I was, I was being about 95% me. Um, but yeah. it was that 5% that I was beginning you to could, feel that I was unraveling. That, that 5%, you could hide it, you could put it somewhere else. And yeah, and you can reason that away. But was it not that when you were doing that so long, was there not a, like a, a, how do I say it? Something what was growing into you, what has to come out yeah. like yep. behind the scenes? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and um, I had this conversation with someone earlier today. And so this is, this is eerie how it's coming up again with a conversation between you, me and the listener. Mm -hmm. Where we deny something in our life it comes up somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, looking at it now, um, you know, the price that I was paying for suppressing part of myself was real connection with myself and as a result, everyone else in my life. And as a result of that, I felt lonely. My, yeah. my loneliness came from the uh the denial of myself and trying to remember my lines in the part that i had given myself in life rather than just showing up in the world as myself as i am now i don't have to remember lines i don't have to you know pretend to like australian rules football like you know Let's talk about cricket. I can talk about cricket until I'm blue in the face. I can talk about like, you know, let's you know, tennis or swimming or, you know, hundreds of other sports that I care more about than Australian rules football. Um, but, you know, I don't have to pretend that I that I'm interested or anything like that because now I'm just no. me. But That's yeah, so the, so relieving and so much freedom now. Yeah, That's, I spoke about it with Michael. Uh, in my first podcast, actually, about wearing social masks. And because we have been... So that's Michael DiOrio. Yeah, Michael DiOrio, yep. exactly. And 
um, we were talking about wearing social masks and when you are younger and in the closet, uh, you are used to wear a social mask already in, in a very young age. So you are used to grow up with these. So when you're out there, it is very important to identify yourself and be your true self and love yourself. Otherwise, it is really easy, again, to wear social masks, although you're out and you are okay with yourself or you even love yourself, uh, what you have to do. But be careful that you do not wear social masks again, which I did actually. Um, I, I was openly gay and I realized then that when I told everybody and I told my parents, I told my grandmother who I am very close with and I was afraid to tell her because I didn't want to disappoint her. And I told my best friend who is straight, like there's no, no one more straight as he is. <laughs> I was afraid that he thought that over the 10 years of our friendship, um, I was afraid that he was thinking that I was hitting on him or because we slept in the same bed and stuff like that. But he was also so really supportive. And then uh, I moved on with my life and met new people. And then it was like, oh shit, I have to, to tell them again that I'm not into girls. And mm -hmm. the stupid thing, please, when you're a listener and you are not gay and you are willing to help us like we don't need help but if you want to do one thing don't ask the stupid questions when someone is coming out when did you know it yep. what did you feel about it uh what was your first experience or stuff like that i'm not asking you when you find out you are straight please it is good to talk about but not in the first meeting please <laughs> we're not your friends at that point um, I'm just going to pause the recording here because that's like okay. all the questions that I was going to ask you next uh, were what you just said to me. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, no, you, 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 but for you, real, that's yeah. so annoying Like that you have to explain your whole identity and your whole story. No, it is good to, to, to share these, sto these stories in these kind of conversations and it's good to share these with a good glass of wine later on but yeah. not when you meet someone yeah it is not none of your business really and and i know um i i refer quite a bit in my work to my intellectual crush brene brown and she says that not everyone has earned the right to hear your story your story is a privilege no. um and i think it's like the same as oh well nice to meet you can you address yourself yeah yeah, Please, right? I would like to see you naked. Yeah, what? Right? You're asking, you don't ask these questions as well, right? Yeah. So don't ask those intimate questions to, to a person because maybe it was still at that point hard to come out to you. Yeah. Um, and what I experienced in my work then when I became a salesman, uh, a salesperson, and I, I worked in finance, uh, which is a very manly uh, mm. type of field with mostly straight guys or sometimes I even think asexual guys um, but that's another story another <laughs> day it was hard when you want to build up a relationship with each other um, although it is it is purely uh, uh, on a business level you have to tell 
than who you are. And that yeah. was so hard for me, although I was proudly, in, uh, proudly out, um, because maybe it would, it would affect my business or affect my career. And that's something which I was thinking about for a long time, like, why is that so hard? Yeah, it is, it is that whole, you know, once you come out, having to keep come out, keep coming out um, uh, is, is a huge challenge. And I know that you, me, and the listener have all had experience, well, we all experience this, um, that, you know, you, you, you do come out once and that's a big thing. Um, and, but then, you know, every day, uh, in different situations, you have, you're confronted with a choice, you know, can I be out here? Is this a safe environment for me to be out? Um, and then, you know, do that. Like, you know, Jeff and I, my, my partner, you know, would be holding hands, uh, and, you know, on, on a a platform at the railway station and, you know, generally, you know, people look and then smile. Um, generally uh but then there are some who you know would look down and then look up and then you know be be have this disgusted look on their face and i and i don't know about you but i remember you know coming out and you know finally like and this is this is just as recent as last year you know going you know all right i and this is maybe showing my age here but you know i just wanted to put an uh, a notice in the newspaper that really is showing my age but a notice in the newspaper kind of under births deaths and marriages uh, and then a new column out. Uh, and then, you know, Phil McAuliffe is proud to announce that he's gay. Um, he's fine with it, uh, finally, and I don't care uh, what, what you think. And, um, but, you know, I just wanted it, wanted to come out once and then be done with it. And, of course, you know, the, the you know, hopelessly naive. So I started, you know, this 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 site, you know, the loneliness guy, <laughs> um, and, you know, like everybody who now Googles, you know, the loneliness, loneliness and gay, you know, will see, oh, Phil McAuliffe gay. It's like, good, good. Um, let's, you know, gay full stop, let's move on. But it is those, those continual coming out experiences are hugely formative, I feel. Because as you say, Alexander, like, you know, we do have a choice and there are consequences. Um, and some, some are real, some are imagined, but every time it takes. So I want to explore like the concept of courage and vulnerability that coming out shows. And, and I maintain um, that there are fewer, more perfect uh, examples of authenticity and courage and vulnerability than coming out. Um, and what do you see? What do you see in your work about that and, and in your experience? Um, about, can you repeat the question again? Because it is really hard to understand what you mean yeah yeah so when when we when we you know come out whether it's for the Mm -hmm. first time after a lot of reckoning within ourselves uh or like the the thousandth time um each Mm -hmm. and every time we need to be courageous we need to be vulnerable 
um, and we need to uh, essentially be authentically ourselves. And that, ta- that, that takes an enormous amount, that can take an enormous toll on us because courage, yeah. while a renewable resource, takes a long time to refill, to, 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 to restock. It's not something that, that's, that's easily restocked. How, how, how do you find that the, the, you know, the, the, the courage that's needed? Uh, like, how does that come up in your work? Um, I am, um, what you said, that's important to, to see and feel your surroundings. Like, am I in a safe environment? Um, firstly, if I do not feel safe in an environment, I don't want to be in that environment, so I will be... I think for me, when um, um, personally, when I am in a group of, of straight men who are also more macho men who want to prove themselves to one another, I become very shy and I do want to leave immediately actually because I really don't like these kind of groups. That's also because I experienced these groups when I was younger uh, still vulnerable and uh, I got bullied also by these kind of guys so I respect them but I actually don't want to do anything with with these kind of groups that's the first thing yeah I do not feel safe and I want to leave that's the first thing when I feel in a safe environment um, um, and this is not good because I have to give people a chance chance and but then I will be one-on-one with them because mostly they're different when they're one-on-one. But that said, when I'm in a safe environment and I'm on a birthday party or wherever, and I'm with with people around me who are friendly and stuff like that, I never say, but never, nobody is doing that like, hello, I'm I'm Alexander, I'm gay. No, that's not how it works. It will come along like, do you have a girlfriend? People say like that, no, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't even say I don't have a boyfriend, but I don't have a girlfriend. And when it comes there, I just say no. Well, um, when I when I had a boyfriend or when I met that this guy, I just say it just like, it is, it is like it is and it is really normal. And when people are asking questions about, oh, well, like what I said, I just say, sorry. I'm not here to share my whole personal story. Uh, this is not the time or the moment. People yeah. are realizing then, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't want to. Because it's like for them, they, I feel like that these, that most of the people are okay with it. And fortunately they are, and they are supportive and they are totally okay with it, but they are still exploring where they can go or how to behave or, um, uh it, yeah you can feel it like oh well this is a gay person uh, i ha- have to act normal or uh, i have to act like that he will feel safe yeah you feel that in kind of a way and that's funny yeah that's a really good point is that you know i'm totally cool with it and i'm going to show that that i'm cool with it by asking lots of potentially yeah. deeply probing questions that are you know yeah. bordering on the oh, inappropriate well, you're gay. That's so cool. My nephew, he's gay as well. <laughs> well, must uh, know each other. okay. Yeah. Good for good. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I know. But that's something what gay men 
along among each other are doing as well. Yeah. I reckon I, a few weeks ago I had a tennis match, and it was fun. It was a double match. My partner he's gay, and the other two guys on the other side of the net were gay as well. And one one of the other guys, his boyfriend, was in the organization of the tournament. And when we 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 finished the match and we had a drink with the, with each other, we were with six gay men around the table because my partner his partner was there as well so i will i'm single and the other guy like yep. the other one at the other side of the net can you still yeah <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. still what i mean yeah he was he was single as well and then one of the other guys said well uh pascal i um i talked to your friends during the match but your friends don't think alexander is a match for you and i was like this is so stupid <laughs> this is so stupid you you you're gay yourself and you know how it works and you're doing this but Pascal he reacted very very nice he said like oh well I think I can make my own uh, judgments on that and he winked at me and it was like all good you know so uh, we like yeah. Pascal yeah. yeah yeah I do and it's not I'm not complaining about people who who are supportive and are looking how to behave but i think it is more important to just just have a conversation and just go along with it yeah fortunately yeah. a lot of people are doing that as well i think i know i know you have to go soon and i know the the, the listener needs to to move on with their day too but I, I i want to explore one final thing before i ask sort of the the two final questions but the, the, the last concept that I want to explore is something that I raised in my blog post, which I published in, um, uh, in, in early May 2020. And listener, there's, there's going to be, uh, there's, there is a link to um, this blog post in the uh, podcast episode description. But that, uh, that, um, that blog is called Owning Our Coming Out Stories. And, and the whole premise was like, do you own your coming out story or does it own you? And um, ah. where we have... Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's thank you. Thank you. No, I like that one. Um, yeah. Where we are, you know, where we get to control our coming out, when we have processed it within ourselves... I maintain that it is such a source of courage in our lives to continue to be vulnerable, you know, almost like, well, I've come out um, and, you know, I managed to come out. I can do this then too. Um, but I want to, like, I, I get very, uh, I see this frequently in my work, in my chats, where gay men have been outed before they're ready and so have been outed by a friend have been outed by someone that they've had uh, a relationship with that's you know while they're in the closet and you know something's been said online for whatever the reason like they are outed before yeah. they are ready and yeah. it, i want to i want to explore that some more and and you know the you know the 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 impact that being outed as opposed to coming out voluntarily but being outed before we're ready what what do you feel is the impact of that and and where people you know to quote 
the name of your your podcast, you know, are proud to be out, are out, but not but not be feeling the pride in themselves. So, listener, that that little uh, pause of dead air uh, was the point in our conversation when the internet dropped out uh, and the Zoom call that uh, and the Zoom connection that I had with Alexander dropped out, and I was left hanging. I've edited the, the, the 90 seconds of dead air or so before I realised what was going on um, uh, back to those five seconds. But um, you, listener, don't need uh, a, a reminder, but it's been 24 hours since uh, our, our chat and, and the internet dropped out. So this is for Alexander, and I'm just going to remind him of the question. Um, and so, Alexander, welcome back. Um <laughs> Thank you. It would have been would have been a very awkward way to, to end this conversation uh, and and this this connection over coffee <laughs> if uh, yeah. if we didn't get to do this. But to recap, um, we the question that I asked was what do you feel and and what do you think is the impact on a gay man on on anyone on you know the the LGBTQ spectrum for being outed before they're ready. So essentially having, you know, what I would call, what I do call, uh, in inverted commas, a bad coming out. So coming out before mm-hmm. they're ready or being, mm-hmm. being outed. What, what impact do you think that that has on, on in, in, for this audience, a gay man? I... Th- Actually, my uh, ex-boyfriend, he was outed um, by one of the people in his village. Um, actually, when I hear the story, it was really heartbreaking because mm. he was sorting things out for himself. And he was raised in a village which is really religion. It's a really religious area here in the Netherlands. And uh, that made it even harder for him to come out um, as being gay. Um, And what happened is that someone found out that he was uh, having dates with with a guy and then uh, told his niece, which he is very good related to. And for him, that was really... um, a fuck up moment in his life because he was not ready for it yet. He didn't know how to tell, but what he knew for sure is that he absolutely didn't want that anyone else would tell it. Mm. So um, mm. I think his, I think his parents and his surroundings reacted good. But what the thing what happens is that it has such a big impact on your self esteem for you to come out and it is building up and, or it is like climbing a mountain and when you're not at the top of that mountain it is really really hard for your for your self-esteem hmm. um, on the long run I don't know what impact it had on him but in that moment you feel so small you feel panicked um, mm. And you think the world is 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 disappearing under your feet? Hmm. Yeah. I, I 
I think that's a very eloquent way of describing it. And I certainly, certainly recall the fear, the fear of being yeah. outed. Um, and, you know, as, as we said yesterday, but, you know, just, just moments ago in this, in this recording, that, you know, living, you know, in, in, in fear of, of that, uh, like a look or, you know, a, a certain, like, you know, mannerisms that might be seen as being gay, like as, as ridiculous as that sounds to say out loud, um, that, you know, that something somehow would give me, uh, give me away. And yeah. yeah, and I think it is very, uh, it is very uh, dangerous as well to be outed. Because it is a point that you didn't accept yourself yet. Because uh, in that moment you can be still disgusted by the fact that you like boys as a guy or like girls as a girl mm. or whatever. Um, it is very dangerous because if you are outed in the time you're still not accepted yourself as who you are. Um, yeah, what will happen with that person if the world will judge on him on or on her mm, mm. um the suicide rate of gay men are is still too high it's staggering and i'm not high. saying mm. that i'm not i'm not saying that everyone who is being outed or is going to be outed will will commit suicide but i think people have to take into account that this is a very critical and dangerous situation if you are taking their role yep. in this process yep. and i think people will not realize how how hard and devastating it is when you out someone yeah yeah certainly certainly you know that that's well that's a fantastic point uh that you know the the shame the the sheer shame and i call it a, a shame storm yeah. like when 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 you are exposed for something whatever it is that you know you you um that you're ashamed of and and we humans are wonderful fickle creatures and and so many like you know what causes shame for one person you know doesn't for for, for many others but when we are triggered and when we have a shame storm and enter a shame storm, we will say and do, the temptation is to say and do almost anything, almost anything to make it stop. Uh, and it takes such courage as, you know, such a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting my hand up here, listener, um, as, as someone who frequently experiences shame storms, I know now that it will pass, it will pass, simply sit and let it, let it go, like they are just, just, they're horrible, horrible thoughts and feelings that are whirring around you, but shame, our shame cannot survive being spoken uh, and being met with empathy, so need to reach out, and this is hard if you're feeling lonely, but someone somewhere has yeah. uh, like will listen to you will not judge uh and not go to solve it but your shame you will feel better you always yeah. do when you when that's, you speak up that, that's beautiful actually my my most recent podcast is uh recorded last week it is up now as well and i had a conversation with Sipke Jan Bausma he's a dutch television host and producer and gay right activist 
and I spoke with him about coming out in the province or in the countryside, which yep. is much different than it is in the big cities. Um, and what he said and what he suggested, and I also posted a quote on my Instagram page, mm. is that it is really important to, to, to find an environment where you feel safe, to gather people around you, you can trust and relate to and talk to them first before you come out because they can give your confidence. And if you don't have the person around you in your environment, there, Phil and I are there for you. You yeah. can always reach out to us and we can help you. And yep. there are many more people out there we maybe don't know in person, but maybe it's good to talk to someone who you don't know in person if you don't have that person around you. Yeah, yeah. I will, I will add, like, yes, absolutely. Thank you for saying that, Alexander. You know, you're there, I'm here. Um, mm -hmm. And also on my site... Uh, in the resources page on my site, I have links to crisis support um, in many different countries. So in, in Australia, in New Zealand, in Canada, in the US, the UK and Ireland. And I want to add more. I want to add more. And, you know, people who are trained counsellors, crisis support, specifically for LGBTQ people, um, uh, to to help you through those um, those those you know situations that shame storm the the lack of worth loneliness like and and the thoughts and feelings of loneliness can lead us to some pretty dark places and the effort to make the the, the desire to make them stop uh, yeah. can can lead us to think some very dark thoughts. Um, yeah. And I feel you, you, you mentioned uh, in, in your response there, Alexander, about trust and, you know, going to someone that you can trust. And I feel and I, I see this, I see this quite often in my work where a man, a gay man has been outed. He can really struggle, can really struggle to trust others he can really struggle to trust yeah. himself yeah and when it's laid out like that very very clearly in 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 like a very clear statement that they that someone does not trust themselves that's a very big statement let alone trusting other people yeah. but you know or or can only trust themselves will not cannot trust someone because they don't want to be hurt again no no both are sure. not ideal situations in in no. fantastic understatement there no. but the same counts for those who are not being outed but aren't are 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 pushed to out yep. themselves yes like it is good to tell the world go for it i'm 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 supporting you and i think that's really good to to that you're supporting but it is not up to you when somebody someone is going to out him or herself yeah yeah um yeah you have to take that into account don't push the person to out him or herself yeah yeah and, bec and because the coming out because coming out is not a one-time only thing. I said yesterday slash no. earlier in, in, the, in the discussion that, you know, I wanted to put an, an ad in the newspaper 
again showing my my age but you know continually come out in in you know whenever you're in in a new social situation um you know we we are faced with a choice and you know that is a very frequent reminder if you are feeling shame uh or or you know um guilt or or whatever it is like whatever you know resentment you're harboring about your own sexuality um you know it is a component of you yeah. It is not everything about you, um, and you know, but but it is like a, an absolute inhibitor to connection. Yeah, and and that's 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 my that's my concern on this. You know, yeah. being being about loneliness and authentic connection. If a part of you is inhibiting that connection with yourself, with those you love, and with your communities. That needs to be addressed. That needs to be looked into. Because it doesn't have to be an inhibitor. No, no, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, well said. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, I I, I really, I do want to emphasize that, you know, we're not meant to do this alone. Um, and you know, be whether we had a great coming out, and you know, uh, were were loved, supported, celebrated, praised for being you know real and and being ourselves, all the way like all the way along that sort of coming out spectrum, to to a coming out that was really not good, <laughs> not ideal. No. Um, yeah, you, you're not meant to do this alone. You're not you're like there's no prize for doing it the most alone uh, and mm-hmm. being the most self-reliant in life. Generally, the prize for that is is disconnection and loneliness and mistrust and uh, and 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 not not authentically connecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, great answer there, Alexander. I'm glad that you know you had had you know a, a, an extra day to to, to ponder that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember a story of myself actually when we were talking about it. Um, when I was in, when I studied in university, I was discovering my my myself, and I found out that I was attracted to guys. But still, that time of period, I fell in love with girls. And I remember there was a, we. I was working with a great group of people uh, in sales and. We went out to a club and then one of the guys, and he was already gay and out, he said to the whole group uh, in, in front of me where I was as well, he said, um, Alexander, I think it's time to come out now. And I was like shocked and I was like, what is he telling everybody now? And I was, I, he was joking, but I was, I still remember it t- today. and. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, he reacted to some. Uh, it was a discussion of. Um, it was a discussion about what is happening in the world, and I posted something on my socials, and he reacted on it, and he wanted to start a discussion, and I felt so much. Still, it is how much? How much I think it's ten years ago now, mm. and I felt so much anger. And I was like, I don't even want to have anything to do with you. And he was like, why are you so harsh? We had such a great time when we were students. He forgot what he did, but I did not forget what he did. And I don't want to have anything to do with him again. And he was really, 
he for when I explained him why he was he forgot that he did that and that is it is just a small part in a in a in a in a bigger story yeah which we which we've been through as a student but it had such an impact on me that time that I really don't want anything to do with him again and especially because he's gay himself so he should have known better yeah yeah he he you know without doubt um i feel that that was you know you 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 were triggered and you had a shame response uh you know to to his response to your social media and and you know Uh that i'm sure that that story that you just shared there alexander will resonate with so many listeners Mm-hmm. Um, indeed, the listener. I, I'm. I'm absolutely certain that we can all, because you know, I was thinking as I was listening to you to those to those times and to stand out. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, one when I was very young, very very young, uh, and um, and and you know, wasn't wasn't you know a, a, an ideal situation at all. And then the other one was like you know, probably ten years ago at work and. We'll, chatting one night a whole group of us and and i like i i have a great sense of humor uh and very like very quick with jokes and stuff like that and i said something said something and like the group laughed and stuff and someone someone in the group said phil will you just come out already and i was like yeah what what like i just said like i was just being me like how how is that like oh shit have i have i suddenly like telegraphed yeah, that that you know that this is it just by saying a joke I'm like oh my god like yeah. uh, no more jokes no more jokes yeah, yeah. like I a joke understand. is like by by saying something funny i risk outing myself so no i'm yeah. going to be nice yeah. and serious for and of course it, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm i'm really yeah. serious but yeah that's yeah that, the fear like, the fear is yeah. real that fear is real yeah. and yeah. so so the conclusion of it don't out someone give him or her the time don't ask questions because it has nothing to do with your business um and um the person has to climb his own mountain and one day he's at the top of the mountain and he will out himself or herself and then it's all fine to support him yeah or support him when he asks for it but stay discreet yeah yeah, exactly, and I think you know it, it certainly needs to be led by the person going through it. And yes, as absolutely. if you are listener, the person going through it, know that you don't need to do it alone. No, there are so many people, not. so many wonderful people who are just willing and waiting to help. And you're not the first one who goes through it. No, no, and ex- not the last one either. No, no, exactly right, exactly right, Alexander. I've got a couple more questions to ask. What does what does the future for Alexander Gerard and Proud to Be Out or not podcast uh, like you know not 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 being proud to be out, but you know uh, involving the Proud to Be Out podcast or or not? What does what does the future hold for you? Um, the future is very excited. Um, last week I quit my job. Ooh. Did I say that already? Oh, I think it, we right. said it. We said it offline. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, I am now a salesperson still, and um, that job wasn't fulfilling already for a year anymore. 
So I was thinking, um, I want to give value to the world and to my community. And I want to start a podcast where I can have great conversations as I had with you, Phil. Um, that is a great example, which I want to continue. And I was th thinking, I have to go, I have to do that for a full hundred percent. And what I'm going to do is finish up my work this week and next week, then I'm done. And then um, I start uh, broadcasting three episodes a week where I have great conversations with, um, with different guests. And what I really love is that my podcast, I got already feedback from not people who are specifically in my target audience, which, for example, uh, a straight woman who said, the things you're discuss discussing is very, very helpful for me as well. And that's mm. great that more people than only the gay community uh, finds its way to my podcast. I don't want to have a podcast which is stereotyped. It is just a platform for gay men from all types yep. of genres, you know. I'm not thinking in boxes or maybe I do sometimes because it's for us it's still hard as well to not think in boxes because I think that's very human mind thinking yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And, and what I want to do, I've been a coach um, uh, already for like five years in my in my work. I'm, I coached uh, professionals in their work yep. and coaching them in a professional career. And what I really would like to do is um, creating content, uh, develop myself as a certified coach and help people out there. For example, people who are struggling with outing themselves or do not feel safe in their own environment. And like what you do, you do a great job, Phil. Loneliness is such an important topic to, to, to focus on. And, and in this world with so many people and, and so many opportunities you have, uh, we don't need to feel lonely and there's so much more issues out there I would like to help my 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 audience with um, and we discussed it already before but it would be amazing if we could have if we could create a kind of joint venture with you with Michael Diorio and with some others where we can uh, when this whole situation of COVID-19 is over, where we can create events and yep. meet each other and, for example, have a great vacation or holiday with each other or have a live event where we um, invite great storytellers or great motivational speakers. And yeah, there's so much in me, there's so much passion, there's so much fire I want to address with my podcast. It's still in there. We call it in the in Holland Kinderschoene. It's like children's shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's now very small, but I want to make it bigger, and that yep. people can find a place where they can feel safe and where they can feel, um, well, yeah, where they where they can find a place where they where their challenges are addressed and when where they can find solutions or inspiration. Um, so yeah, for the for the coming months till the 1st of april i'm gonna build the platform and going to create an uh, uh a place of a, a safe environment
Awesome. I, I've just gotten chills there. Um, uh, <laughs> and, and, and because it's so exciting to talk about, right? I think you feel the same for your platform and, um, there are more people out there. And I think the beautiful thing, what we just, we discussed already before is that, um, you, you're there in, in New Zealand. I'm here in Amsterdam. Um, Michael Diorio, for example, is there in Canada. So we are all around the world and it is amazing to, to joint venture with each other because it, we have one purpose and it's, it, it is great to, 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 to work together and do this together. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, when, you know, uh, uh, how do I say this? But, you know, what my, my first value of my six core values, which all start with C, this is on my website, listener, uh, my core values. The very first one is collaborative. And I'm always down for, uh, for, for, for working with people um, rather than in competition because we go, we go further when we harness our skills uh, experience. And what I can see, what I can see like oozing out of you, Alexander, is the passion for what you do. And, and all like the skills, the, 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 uh, the experience, they're, they're, they're a distant second and third to having passion to, to, to put yourself out into the world. So yeah. it, is, yeah. it is just a, a, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to watch someone uh, put themselves out into the world, put their real authentic selves yeah. out into the world and to yeah. do that for the betterment, uh, you know, uh, yeah. not, not, you know, and, and of course there's going to be people who go, oh, you know, who, who, who doubt and knock and this is something that Michael and I mm-hmm. spoke about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. But you're doing it. You're doing it in, in yeah. your way. You're going to, you know, you've got the kids' shoes on. Uh, you're going to grow yeah. into... <laughs> That those shoes are going to yeah. grow, and and is this going to be awesome? I I, I yeah. love I love having this seat uh, as yeah. as you as you grow into big seat into big shoes. Yeah, yeah. there's a beautiful. I, I read the the book. Um, it is a very old book. I am here actually. Um, it is written by Wallace D. Wattles in 1903, so oh, wow. it's like already a hundred years ago. It is called The Science of Getting Rich, but it is also, it is about success, how to, uh, how to generate success. And it's not by being, um, 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 how do I say it? Um, um, like that you are, that you've, that you find competition or that you want to yeah. fight against each other. It is about being creative. And as long as you are being creative, things come to you and it will be successful for you and your people around you. And um, there's another article written or a philosophy uh, written by um, Alan Watts. It is, what do you desire? And I think it is really important to follow your heart and do what you desire. And uh, if you do what you desire, um, it will be, it will be, it will be successful because your passion is in it and you work for it and um, people will feel that. And yeah. that's what I believe in and what I strive to. Yep. Right there, for me, that's the power of authenticity. People have yeah. people have very good bullshit meters. And when, you know, you're, you're in sales, you're in sales, you're, you're almost paid to bullshit. Uh, and, Absolutely, and, yeah. and, and sell people on a product that they might not actually yeah. need or want. 
Um, mm-hmm. But when you communicate and you show with authenticity that that shit is real and our mm-hmm. bullshit meters, like the little needles in our bullshit meters, barely move. Um, ah. and, and that shit is contagious. That's what I love Absolutely. about it. That's what, That's I, love what I said in, in one of my episodes as well when I launched my, launch my podcast. It is we are looking now for real and genuine conversations with real people mm. and real stories. And we've been overloaded by reality television, yep. scripted stuff. We're done. We're done. Yep. yep. Like we've, we've seen it. It was fun in the beginning and now we want real stuff. Yep. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the power of podcasts and yep. that's the power of our platforms as well. Viva la revolution, I say. Um, yes. so, <laughs> so, no more Temptation Island, guys. No more oh Temptation God. Island. <laughs> God. It's like uh, I'm just going to tut tut like an old man there. It's like, that's yeah. crap. Um, but, it is. So, Alexander, where can we find you? At this moment, um, you can find me on Instagram. Proud to be out. Um, I will launch my website soon in the next month. Yep. Uh, it will be there. Um, I have a Facebook group. It's called Proud to be Out as well, but I have to uh, develop it even more. But that's because I I'm want to finish up my my work now in the next coming two, yep. in the next two weeks, and then I have all the time to to work on it. So stay tuned on my Instagram for now, and I will share my uh, my website and everything uh everything up there and uh you can find my podcast on spotify on uh, apple podcast and as well i have my my link on my uh on my instagram so you can find it easily um and i would love uh to hear from you so give me a review tell me what you think about it um i would really appreciate that and if i uh if I or one of my guests could uh, have inspired you, please let me know as well because that's that's what we that's why we are doing this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what you just said applies to me too. Please, listener. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and 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 if you like the content, tell someone. Tell someone else, share it with them, uh, give a good review. Sharing is caring, guys. Exactly. And then, but if if you don't agree, if you think it's crap or whatever, please tell me so I can improve it. Um, so oftentimes we don't share what we think is good, but we share very quickly what we think is bad uh, without actually letting it uh, be an opportunity to 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 develop and, and grow and and change and and you know um, and stuff so please do that yes um, I before before we wrap up Alexander I do want to say that um, uh, to the listener that uh, I've said it recently when we were talking about you know good and a bad coming out and being outed you don't have to work through the thoughts and feelings of loneliness alone. Um, indeed, you don't get a prize for doing it and you miss a valuable opportunity. You miss nature's way. You miss your body's way of getting the real authentic connection that you need 
if you do it alone, if you decide to read the blogs, read the books, listen to the podcasts, watch the YouTube videos, watch, I don't know, you know, so many episodes of Oprah, like, there comes a point where you need to do, um, and you don't need to do the doing alone. I have a site for my premium subscribers on uh, For the Loneliness Guy. Uh, I have a page on a group on Facebook designed expressly for lonely for, for gay men who are experiencing loneliness and social disconnection to come get the support and get support that they need to connect authentically with themselves, those that they love most and their communities to get support and to give support to other gay men doing putting themselves out into the world. It's inspiring stuff. And I would love for you, listener, to join us for the low, low price, monthly price of $9.95 Australian a month, which I did say was a low amount. Um, in it, it's, it's, That's about $6.50 US at the moment um, a month. So uh, you don't get a prize for doing this doing connection reconnection alone i'm here to help and i would love to help you and i know that the people in the um uh, in in the facebook group including michael diorio also want to help you as well so all of that can be found on my website thelonelinessguy.com forward slash subscribe there's going to be a link in the bio but for now, Alexander, it's really like reluctantly, I could talk all day as, as we could probably guess, talk all day about this stuff because it's real, it's important. I simply want to say thank you. Thank you for, well, thank you. first of all, your patience with, with technical issues, <laughs> but second of all, but and, and most importantly, for showing up, being you here in this chat connecting over coffee with the loneliness guy as well as putting you into the world it's really just inspiring stuff and that shit inspires me too so thank you vice versa <laughs> <laughs> uh it was worth waiting for because this kind of conversations are amazing and it, i'm at the beginning of my day here in amsterdam it's 8 30 now here and I have um, I have so much positive energy now. I, I think uh, this will be my day, and uh, that's because of you, Phil. Thank you so much for having me and uh, to share all your all your thoughts with me and and to to discuss this topic. And I hope we could have inspired some of you listeners. Um, yes, and let's let's reconnect again soon let's let's do it and i do want to do one more one more thank you you've done all of this in a language that is not your native language thank you i'm super impressed i'm as someone who has learned french german spanish vietnamese korean and english along the way I That's am, much more than I can. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you. Does not mean that I can I can speak them with any confidence. German, Spanish, yes, but maybe but nothing else. Uh, and I am so deeply impressed and thankful that you have done this in a language that is not your first language. Thank you. I'm like Thank in you. awe. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate your words. 
All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.